We're back. This is Gary Kinnaman sitting in for Tom Brown, Tommy Brown, uh, on Koinonia, 1360 Faith Talk Radio. And we have in the studio today this fine young couple. I wish you could see them. I'm an old kind of crusty guy, you know. But this is a really sharp couple. Tim has his, uh, Tim has his uh, trendy haircut. Yeah, you're perfect for radio, Gary. <laughs> Thanks, Tim. You're welcome. Uh, and his wife is a darling. And anyway, uh, Tim and his wife lead a church in Mesa. And um, what's your, what is your website there? Fountainoflife.tv as in television. Yeah, how did you end up with that TV? All the other ones were taken. Seriously. Fountainoflife. Fountainoflife.tv. It could have been. You could have just done the Fountain of Life, like the Ohio State University, you know, and the football yeah. players. Like the, the Nothing But Grace yes. website? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or the Jesus, yeah. the Jesus. plus nothing yeah. website. That's my message. Well, Tim, uh, let, let's begin with you. You uh, tell tell us tell our listeners about your life story. Uh, I, I drive sometimes. I drive through a neighborhood, and I, I just I think to myself, I'm passing all of these houses, or maybe on the freeway. You know, you can see a, a residential area. And or I'm at the at the airport and I can hardly get to my flight because there's so many people jammed jammed in the concourse at Sky Harbor. And I and I always I think to myself this often. I think this often. Everybody here has a story to tell. Mm -hmm. And uh, there are some people understand it's a God story. Mm -hmm. What what is your story? Let me give credit to uh, my parents and my story because they were the ones that kind of started it. Um, (laughs) I'm the youngest of four. So and, you have uh, parents too? Yeah. Carrie? Okay. Yeah, you actually have a mom and a dad. Yeah, mom, okay. Dad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, and uh, so I'm the youngest of four. I got two older brothers and an older sister. And at the age of seven, my parents came to me and uh, they um, said to us, you know, hey, what do you guys think about going to the mission field? And, uh, and you were how Argentina. old? I was seven. To Argentina. So, yeah, this is 1985. And, um, so, so the mission field comes with the prize of a personal computer, 1985 personal computer, Macintosh SE. Uh, a Mac? They had Macs in 85 already? They had a Mac. I still have it. <laughs> um, one day it's going to be a relic. So anyways, uh, w- w- we pray about it. My parents come from a Baptist background, and I just want to give credence to, uh, to those that uh, are Baptists and pray. And I, I just commend them uh, for being able to take that uh, – leap of faith and head out to the mission field with four kids. I was the youngest, obviously. And so we went down to Argentina, spent two years down there, and then came back and ended up spending a total of eight years there. They're wow. still involved. My sister lives in Argentina, and, and it really? just made a huge impact on, on all of us, yeah. Did your sister marry someone down there? Yeah, my sister's married to uh, an Argentine rock star. Um, Truly? So, yeah. So... <laughs> Actually, he's going to be uh, – they're coming to the States now with uh, Luis Palau. They're going to be in New York. Okay, yeah. And, uh, his Luis Palau is having a huge event in New York City. He's preaching in Central Park. Right. Yeah. Yep. So they're going to be a part of that festival, and then they're going to come out here, and, and uh, we're getting together with them in California. And then uh, actually my brother-in-law is going to be here in the Valley uh, July 22nd. Um, Ulises de Yeravide. And he's the lead singer of uh, Rescate, mm-hmm. um, which is a, uh, a Latin American band. So anyways, we'll have some fun with that. Um, but yeah, I always kind of grew up with 
missions, reaching our community, city reaching, um, uh, you know, going after the lost, those that are outside of the church, uh, deeply passionate uh, for Jesus. I mean, growing up in Argentina, you grew up under people like Carlos Anacondia and Claudio Freysen and, you know, all of these uh, revivalists, evangelists, Sergio Scataglini, and uh, Sergio is going to be and with us here at the end of the month. Alberto Motesi. Alberto Motesi, yeah. And, uh, you know, so I, I was just a young whippersnapper when I was growing up and, and hanging out and hanging What's around. What's the Spanish word for whippersnapper? Oh, I don't know. I'm thinking in English these days, you know. Whippero snapero. <laughs> so you speak English. I speak English. Uh, and, and Spanish. I speak Spanish. I dream in both. Do you really? Yeah, I, I rarely dream. Yeah. Well, I wasn't dreaming, but my wife got she moved to another bed last night because she said I was tossing and turning Aww. like they were like they were, you know, trying to revive revive me with one of those heart uh shocking yeah. things, you know, like, "Oh my Aww. gosh, what was I dreaming?" So, uh, you know, why why uh, what what are some unique memories that you have actually being on the mission field different, I mean, living in a very different culture um what what uh, what are maybe some things that you saw God do in that context, and we struggle to see God do those same kinds of things in consumer-driven America, although Argentina is not exactly a poor country. It's not a poor so. country. It's a very uh, well-to-do country. They just struggle with with poverty and corruption and all that kind of stuff. But you know, God's going to bring them out of that. Uh, a couple of the things I remember growing up. Uh, very impactful to me was watching Carlos Anacondia address address Satan. Oh, me bien Satanás y todo demonio y potestad. You know, so he would just get on these these loudspeakers. Something like get the heck out of here. Something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You could okay. hear him for for four, five, six, seven miles. You know, and we would have these these uh, crusades in the middle of town. So people were coming out on their balconies, and you couldn't help but hear it. Wow. You know, so just watching the intercession, the power, the authority that. Um, this man of God would exercise over a community. I mean, there were, there were stories of, of entire police stations coming down to arrest him for, you know, noise uh, disturbance or whatever. And the whole, the whole police station got saved. You know, every police officer that came got convicted by the power of the Holy Spirit and, and, and got saved until the, the sergeant comes down and is like, what is going on here? And he gives his life to the Lord. So so just watching things like that happen. Um, I remember Reinhard Bonnke came and uh, and did a crusade down there. And that was an awesome experience. You know, Reinhard Bonnke builds his platform high enough so that his intercessors can sit underneath there and they pray. And so I had the unique experience of being able to be backstage. And, and he just felt like, I'm not getting through. I'm not reaching these people. I'm not... You know, they're not hearing me. I don't I don't know. And he stomps on the stage and you can just hear kind of the boiler room, the intercessors, you know, begin to just lift up prayer and he just goes for it. You know, so just being a part of stuff like that. And as a kid, all I care about is, you know, are we going to go out to eat later and can I have a soda? You know, (laughs) so looking back on it now is just such a privilege. Yeah. Wow. So uh, you came back to the States. How old were you then? 15. 18, my parents 15. had a great sense of humor. They thought, do all of your uh, primary schooling in Spanish, and then let's throw you into high school and see if you can survive in English. Wow. 
Wow. So uh, the first two weeks of school, I actually took took notes in Spanish. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's such a blessing to be able to speak a, a second language. I, mm-hmm. It is. I, I've taken lots of languages, but I really don't speak any. I, I, I speak, I call it survival German. I can, I can uh, sort of clunk my way. Go ahead, go ahead, Germany. try something. No, no, it's, yeah. no, it's fine. Huh? Auf Wiederschnitzel. There you go. All right. <laughs> Sounds like you just ordered a hot dog. <laughs> no. Yeah. I was I, I just German. I made up. So, did you where did where did you go to high school? I went to uh, Valley Christian, same place oh, right that here. my wife went. But oh, okay. Except for I was in San Jose, and she was here. Oh, two, oh the same name. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So you were in San Jose, and then what brought you to Arizona? Did you, um. The woman. lovely wife, yeah. a woman. Yes. I mean, I heard the voice of God. You he heard said, the voice of her. God. And the voice of God continues to speak from time to time. Yes. And it sounds like a woman and the one you're married to. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yes. So uh, uh, how did you, how did you guys meet then? You want to tell that? We met in Bible college. Yeah, in San Jose. I ended up going to San Jose to Bible school. And oh, what Bible school yeah. there? Well, it's called William Jessup University now, but oh, okay. it was called San Jose Christian Bible College. Okay. Yeah, so we met there. Yeah, but we actually, I met, uh, I went to a young leaders retreat with Cindy Jacobs, uh-huh. and I met Ed Silvoso's daughter. Uh-huh. We became great friends, and she said, oh, I know, the perfect school and the perfect guy for you. And so, <laughs> so she... I ended up in San Jose and met Tim, and yeah. <laughs> and the rest was history. Yeah. You the know, what was, was really cool is that Cindy Jake, Cindy was friends with, with, with her, and she kept on telling her all through growing up, you're going to be a beautiful bride, you know? And then, unbeknownst to me, Cindy was in Argentina, too, and she would say to me, you're going to marry a beautiful bride. So, you know, after we crossed paths and and met, got married, we confirmed. Well, Cindy, for our listeners who don't know Cindy Jacobs, she's a best-selling Christian author, and uh, she's done ministry all over the world. And she's uh, one of the most unique people I think I've ever met. Well said. And uh, she is... uh, uh, she's scary prophetic, <laughs> but she doesn't scare anybody. I mean, she just, God speaks to her about others, and she prays prophetically. And uh, when I was at uh, Word of Grace, we, we had her come and speak uh, several times. She's from Phoenix originally, actually went to Grand, Grand Canyon University many moons ago. Wow. Did you know that? I did no. not know yeah. that. I yeah. knew she was in Phoenix, but. Yeah, she went to Grand Canyon. So uh, so anyway, yeah, so you had a chance to witness all that down in South America, and then you ended up going to Bible school in San Jose, California. You guys met each other there. And then what brought you to Phoenix? I, I know your mom and dad, yeah. Lenore and Dan, yeah. and I've known them for years. And, um, of course, they have done ministry as long as I've known them in the East Valley. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so did you come back? What What is your story? Did you come, you come back to— uh, So we got we got serious about— each other and she said you know if you're really serious about this i want to go home and be, <laughs> and be near our parents and so um a man so, shall yeah. leave his father that's and mother right. that's, okay that was woman. it yeah that's what the bible <laughs> so says. she needed a test to see if i was really a man and uh and and so i i came out here and we served as children's pastors at her parents church okay um and for about a year and a half and you know, God just really moved uh, upon those kids, and that's just a a, a wonderful memory. You know, yeah. Uh, parents would come to pick up their kids, and and we'd be sometimes half an hour late and getting out from kids' church. Um, 
because God was moving on these kids. There yeah. was there wow. was a serious move of God, and so we've been fortunate to carry that, you know, throughout our legacy. You know, I'm going to ask you that when ask you about that when we come back. You know, what's what's the secret to doing ministry uh, with doing ministry with kids, and uh, actually much more personally. You know, what's a parent to do today? Yeah. And I'm sure you have a thought or two about that. I got that. a great answer for that. All right. We'll be back in just a couple minutes.